The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. The glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, through repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 126, 128, and 131. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, then were we like unto them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with joy. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Yea, the Lord hath done great things for us already, whereof we rejoice. Turn our captivity, O Lord, as the rivers in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth now goeth on his way weeping and beareth forth good seed shall doubtless come again with joy and bring his sheaves with him. 128. Blessed are they that fear the Lord and walk in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. O well is thee, and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine upon the walls of thine house. Thy children like the olive branches round about thy table. Lo, thus shall the men be blessed that fear the Lord. The Lord from out of Zion shall so bless thee that thou shalt see Jerusalem in prosperity all thy life long. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. Psalm 131. Lord, I am not high-minded. I have no proud looks. I do not exercise myself in great matters which are too high for me. But I refrain my soul and keep it low like as a child that is weaned from his mother. Yea, my soul is even as a weaned child. O Israel, trust in the Lord for this time forth and forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here beginneth the book of Amos. The words of Amos, who was among the sheep breeders of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. And he said, The Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds mourn, and the top of Carmel withers. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Damascus and for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they have threshed Gilead with implements of iron. But I will send a fire into the house of Hazael, which shall devour the palaces of Ben-Hadad. I will also break the gate bar of Damascus, and cut off the inhabitant from the valley of Avon, and the one who holds the scepter from Beth-Eden. The people of Syria shall go captive to Kir, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Gaza and for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they took captive the whole captivity, to deliver them up to Edom. But I will send a fire upon the wall of Gaza, which shall devour its palaces. I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod, and the one who holds the scepter from Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron, and the remnant of the Philistines shall perish, says the Lord God. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Tyre and for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they delivered up the whole captivity to Edom, and did not remember the covenant of brotherhood. But I will send a fire upon the wall of Tyre, which shall devour its palaces. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Edom and for four, his brother with the sword, and cast off all pity. His anger tore perpetually, and he kept his wrath forever. But I will send a fire upon Taman, which shall devour the palaces of Basra. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of the people of Ammon and for four, I will not turn away its punishment, because they ripped open the woman with child in Gilead, that they might enlarge their territory. But I will kindle a fire in the wall of Rabbah, and it shall devour its palaces, amid shouting in the day of battle, and a tempest in the day of the whirlwind. Their king shall go into captivity, he and his princes together, says the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the Epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, 
to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I mar marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Here endeth the first lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again, sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only, that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech Thee favorably to hear the prayers of Thy people, that we who are justly punished for our offenses may be mercifully delivered by Thy goodness for the glory of Thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with Thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being de delivered from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. A brief thoughts about our lessons. 
We begin in the Psalms tonight. We have a, an unusual triptych of Psalms, uh, so a trio to consider in light of each other. Um, and they, they present us with three very different images that, that are um, brought together in, um, in the third of the sequence. And so, so, so Psalm 126 is a, a song of, um, of, of anticipation of the return from exile. Um, and so when it's re reflecting on the return of from the captivity, likely talking about the second captivity, the one in Babylon of the southern kingdom, but reflect, you know, but it's definitely coming to bear on the uh, on the kind of hopes of restoration that will ensue after Amos's prophecies are unheeded and the northern kingdom is also sent off into exile. Uh, and then, you know, it's reflecting on how um, the captivity had become so entrenched um, and the, it had become a way of life and just a matter of course and taken for granted. Um, and yet when the Lord fulfilled his promise and turned again the captivity, um, there is, uh, it, it was like, it was like in that moment, a dream um, that they had been having was suddenly coming true. Um, and there is, it's reflected in the opposite with what we've been reading, of course, in Ezekiel over the last week, a uh, week or two, which is, which has been that the captivity itself, which was a massive um, cataclysmic disruption of the way of life of the southern kingdom of Judah, um, was seen as something that couldn't possibly happen because it would require God to be willing to sacrifice his own temple city. And then what would happen of that covenant people and, and, Yet that is exactly what happened and a living nightmare unfolded in the same way that after the captivity, a, a living dream uh, unfolded. Then, and so we have in Psalm 126, this ethic of, of the turn from captivity for those who still, um, who still bear its marks or bear its burdens in some way, um, which is those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Um, which is a striking line from the Psalms um, that reflects that long kind of horticultural faithfulness of sowing um, and bearing the lament of things not being as they ought to be or how God would have them. Uh, and yet um, trusting in God's promise that if one remains faithful, then one will see the harvest of their faithfulness. That is, of course, as we turn to Psalm 128, which is a psalm that is read during uh, marriage, uh, the marriage liturgy. Um, it is a, a song about the connectedness, again, the reintegration of a person in the land in this kind of nuptial uh, metaphor um, and and being so rooted in the land that they um, that they are experiencing a kind of generational perspective of seeing their children's children and, and peace upon Israel that no longer will life be cut unnaturally short and that the generations will dwell together, um, that they will be in harmony and that they will be in the land under the Lord's good blessing. Um, and so there is this, you know, the, 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 the key phrase in this psalm is, thus, thus shall the man be blessed that fears the Lord, um, tying us back to Psalm 1, the beginning of the Psalter, uh, and that being this person who has the law of God in his heart is one like a tree planted by the riverside, um, whose leaf does not wither, and in all he does, he prospers. Uh, and then in Psalm 131, we get this brief psalm, which is an interior psalm, a prayer from the interior heart, the inmost heart of, Lord, I am not high-minded, I have no proud looks. Um, this being the neutral posture of the mature, uh, mature um, of mature faithfulness, um, of standing before God um, and 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 you know offering oneself with humility to God. 
Uh, and so when we see these things all together, we can see, you know, in the first psalm, um, faithfulness in the midst of calamity. In the second one, uh, faithfulness in the midst of, of um, uh, faithfulness in the midst of peace. Uh, and in the third psalm, we get the inward disposition that is present in both, which is that um, place of humility that entrusts oneself to God and looks to him for um, are being raised in maturity, still knows from whom the provision comes. Even as a weaned child um, who is no longer, you know, feeding at the breast of his mother, um, nevertheless looks to his mother as the one uh, from whom he expects that continual um, care and provision and tender kindness. Um, and so that becoming the image of God. Um, and even as we grow in maturity, we don't grow out from underneath the need to entrust ourselves to that loving provision. As we look towards our lessons today, that's really on display in, in both of these. And they both connect on the level of um, both being um, um, mistaken images of covenant faithfulness um, and confusion over what constitutes covenant faithfulness. Um, in Amos, we're getting the beginnings of what will, what will mount up um, and crescendo in the next couple of days in his first scathing indictment of the northern kingdom of Israel by starting from the pagan peoples that are the farthest out from Israel, this being the, you know, being in, um, in, in the Phoenicians, the Philistines, the Moabites, he's going to call all of them into question here uh, and going to condemn them uh, as being unrighteous um, in the eyes of God. And yet the point that is, that is brewing here is that eventually it's going to come to a point against Israel itself saying you are to be numbered among these peoples who will be judged because you have not been a people set apart from these people who are to be judged. And you have acted one way and preened yourself by thinking we have the covenant, we have the ritual, we have the temple, and yet you, you know, and, and yet at the same time, you know, you have not been righteous, you have not been faithful. And covenant faithfulness is more than just kind of ritual fidelity or even just a heritage stretching back to Abraham. And on the other side, in Galatians, Paul is going to draw this question out from the in, in light of the revelation of Christ. And he's going to challenge directly a group of what were called Judaizers who came along to the early Christians and said that they must be subject to the full ceremonial, ritual and cultural laws of of ancient Israel and of the rabbinical tradition in order to be even capable of receiving Christ um, as Messiah. And Paul will contend with that directly and say, don't get dragged into a false notion of covenant faithfulness when you have already received the, most, the fullest vision of covenant faithfulness that can be received, that being the image of Christ into whose likeness you are now being conformed. And so as we look at both of these and as we track with them over the next couple of days, Let's keep that framework in mind here that, again, the thing that makes us pure before God in that undefiled religion is to stand like the psalmist in 131 and say, like as a weaned child, weaned briefly from his mother, so I look to you. And I am not high minded. I have no proud looks. Uh, and then as we, you know, as we endure um, the light affliction of life in this world compared to the um, the inheritance that we are set to receive as Christians. Let's remember too that um, that perennial prayer from Psalm 126, that those who sow in tears will reap in joy. And the one that goes on their way now weeping, but bearing forth good seed will doubtless come again with joy and bring his sheaves with him.
And we'll conclude tonight with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful unto all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. Thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Thank you.